is here in Alabama. I'm Beth McGinnis. You're listening to the music of Choctaw dancers at the 10th annual Southeastern Indian Festival in the spring of 2023 in South Alabama near Atmore, which is 40 straight line miles northeast of Mobile. The Porch Band of Creek Indians hold the festival every year to teach school children about the tribes that have traditionally lived in the Southeast. I went to the Southeastern Indian Festival in 2022 with my Samford colleagues, Teresa Davidson and Stephen Potasik. We were blown away by the graciousness of the porch. We started to realize how much we can learn from them. We came back in 2023 and brought some students with us. One of the first things we wondered about had to do with names. What do the Porch Creek Indians like to be called? Is it appropriate to say Native or Indigenous or Native American? And the Porch Creek are part of the Muscogee Creeks. And we had a little conversation with some of them at the museum about what what they like to be called, right? And we were talking about this. What do you remember about that, Stephen? For me, even going on this, you know, it's called the Porch Creek Indian Festival. That's Stephen Potasik, director of Samford's commercial music program. And I just thought, well, I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to say that, that, you know, phrase. So I felt hesitation, I think, just in terms of wanting to use something that honors who they are and to find out that they actually would prefer to be called Creek. Is that correct? That, that, that was really educational for me. We learned that while the word Indian is in the name of the tribe, Many of the Porch Creek Indians would prefer to be called Porch or Creek or Muscogee. One of the people who taught us about the Muscogee Creeks is Mr. Paul Bell, the ceremonial chief. I asked Mr. Paul about his background. Did you grow up here your whole life? I grew up maybe 25 miles from here. It's about halfway between here and Monroe. Okay. And do you have extended family that's scattered all over, or do you have a lot of family around here? Most of my family is from this area or right across the county line in Monroe County. Mm-hmm. My daddy's family was from here, basically. Mm-hmm. And they had moved up to where I live now, a little town called Goodway, Alabama. Okay. And uh, my mother's people, they come from Monroe County, uh, and they was they live in a place called Seamire Springs. It was some uh, land that some of the creeks got when the removal took place, and they lived on it. And eventually, some of them moved here, and some of them moved in Monroe or whatever. But most of them stayed pretty within the area. They might have to go outside the area to work or whatever. Mm-hmm. But most of them pretty well stayed here. Mr. Paul is the Miko for the Porch Creek Indians. That's the ceremonial chief. I heard you saying the talking about the second chief. Are you yeah. the first chief? Or yeah, I'm the ceremonial chief. Okay. Uh, my title would be Miko. 
Miko. Yeah, the stone grounds that we have, our dance grounds. Yes, ceremonial chief. Yeah. And Miko, um, how would you spell that? If the way you spell it in English is like M I C C O. Okay. 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 Yes. Well, as the ceremonial chief, what are your main duties? My main duty is to take care of people or whatever. Hmm. Whatever that requires, uh, ever how long or whatever. If they're they in need, I'm supposed to. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to help them some way or another, make sure that that's what they elected me for. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's just like uh, when we dance, everything about the creator, when the chief, everything's the people or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, he puts their needs, supposed to put his their needs ahead of his. Yes. He's like a doctor on call, you know, whatever. He like some one of them call him during the night. They can call him in the middle of the night. And so, you know, I need, my, if nothing else, they say, I need some prayer tonight or or my brother's sick, you know, and he hasn't got a ride to go to the doctor. Can you come get him? Or do you know somebody that lives right close that can come get him? And just stuff like that and making sure all our dances are coordinated and uh, setting our dances, we uh, we try not to do a whole calendar year. You know, when we sit and dance, uh, a lot of times we we set it by usually two weeks at the most or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's more or less traditional. Okay. Um, because a long time ago, you didn't know what would happen within a family or whatever or within a tribe because a lot of times they would be coming some distance to dance. And uh, this village liable to have the cold mm-hmm. or something. It's sort of like coronavirus is today. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't want to cross-contaminate each other. Sure. So you didn't plan stuff like that, or it might be some other reasons, you know. But you usually don't plan too far ahead of time mm-hmm. because you want everybody to come, you know, or whatever. And everybody kind of, you kind of know when you're going to dance and stuff like that, but you don't set that date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if we do like a certain dances that we do that we take medicine or whatever to cleanse us and uh, them dances, once you set them dances, don't make no difference what's going on. It could be a tornado coming. You still got to go. I mean, we at our grounds, the it's, uh, going to our ground, it's a dirt road. It's, mm-hmm. it's done washed a lot since it's rained to come through. Mm-hmm. Uh a lot of times, it's been so bad in the past till we basically had to park at the start of the road and walk in and tow all our stuff in wow. and uh, the dance and everything mm. because we'd set the dance and that happens to be a medicine dance or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you have you have to do it. Yeah, you have set. to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were saying that your role is to take care of the people. Yeah. It reminds me, so I'm a member of a Baptist church, and we have deacons, mm-hmm. and that's their role in the church is to take care of the people, and each deacon has families that mm-hmm. they're supposed to take care of and watch over and make sure they're okay. It just reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you'll notice when we dance today, mm-hmm. 
the two guys and I helped a lot. Or if you might have noticed when I wasn't dancing, I was trying to keep the kids straight and some right. of the other guys. Mm-hmm. We call them end-up ballers in our ground. Okay. Uh, and they like deacons in the church or whatever. They, they the ones that when the people congregation come in, mm-hmm. they would make sure everybody's sitting, you know, and, and, and have a place to sit or whatever. Or mm-hmm. They won't sit here or whatever. And they're... Uh, that, that's their job within that. But when you think of it in context of a church, um, the Miko would be like, almost like the pastor is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. He, he's supposed to, to talk to the people anytime mm-hmm. that they need help. And, uh, and, and if they have a problem, they can come talk to them, you know, or whatever. Um, and that's part, that's, part, that's part of his all-over job or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's how they kind of think of it or whatever, but we, we don't consider ourselves a preacher or whatever. Mm-hmm. We mainly just concern with helping the people, you know, and we try to tell them, you know, well, maybe you need to fast and pray a little bit more on it, you know? Yes. Because, you know, a lot of times when they come to you, they got problems with family problems or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they just mainly, a lot of times, want people to talk to them. You know, and sometimes, I know a long time ago, the preachers was a lot more like that when I was young. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like an extended family or whatever. I mean, I remember going to stay in the preacher's house all the time. Mm-hmm. If I had a question about something I read in the Bible, I'd run down there and ask him. Uh-huh. He'd, he'd sit and explain to me and all this stuff. Right. You know, so it's just sort of like that role, you know. Yes. But we don't. And we think, more or less, they, they think that they're called for that job. And But we don't think of ourselves as being called for that job. Mm-hmm. Now, a preacher, he is really called for his job. I, uh-huh. I think a preacher, for him to preach, it should be called. Uh-huh. But if he's called, he should be preaching. If he don't, it, you know. Right, right. That's, that's just wrong. That makes That makes sense. Mr. Paul told us more about the Miko's role as caretaker of the people. Yeah, you basically, that, that's your thats your job when you call, and that's the reason I, I didn't want it. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 still, I still don't really want it because uh, it's a lot of responsibility because if you really do the job right, there's a lot of them that don't do the job right. But I'm factionist or whatever, so I think it ought to be done by the book. If they call you at you know, three o'clock in the morning, like as they said politically or whatever, you're supposed to answer the call. You're supposed to go, mm, yeah. you know, and try to help them. But it's a hard, it's, it's hard in that way, but it's gratifying too, uh-huh. you know, because, you know, it's giving you a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all going back to having a purpose. Is there a certain term length for your job of Miko? Will, will that term be a year or a long time or it's considered a life mm-hmm. unless you just you get real old and you decide you don't want it no more or whatever or not able to do it yeah or if you decide like well i think so-and-so might can do better mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. then you can um, pass it on you can yeah. say i want it. that's my colleague Teresa davidson she teaches sociology at samford university no, they they have to vote on it again. Okay. okay. <laughs> he don't have you know he don't have one vote. You know. 
But I mean, like the grounds that we go to in Oklahoma, it's a Uchi ground. Most a lot of their people when they lived in Alabama was Uchis. Their Miko was 95 years old, and he was still sitting there and could go all the way through green corn and fast all day and, and all night. The green corn ceremony marks the new year for the Porch Creek Indians. Mr. Paul will tell us more about green corn a little bit later. And, uh, and go through, that was a powerful man. I mean, they did, they just didn't make it. They don't make them like that no more. I, I'm not that man. <laughs> you know, that, that could do that. It, you know, if I was near that age, yeah. I don't see me 10 years now being able to do that. <laughs> but they was they just stronger people, you know. Mm. You know, we getting that all bred out of us. We're not as strong as what we used to be. Mm. You know, that's cause of jobs. Most of them people were brought up, you know, working labor. You know, I, I consider myself had a lot of labor jobs. You know, but it's still not the labor that they had. You know, mm. you eat one meal a day and work twelve hours or dust a dawn. You know, yeah. that's the way they done. You know, just feed their family. Mr. Paul told us that in the porch community, everyone is equal. Everyone has a role to play and all jobs are important. Okay, to show you the way they thought, the easiest way to explain that, okay, your Miko was in the ground within a town, tribal town a long time ago. He was their chief. Everything went through the chief because he was working for his people. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he was no more important than than the woman that went and, and picked berries. Mm-hmm. You know, that they didn't, they didn't consider one job more important than the other. Mm-hmm. You had your own job due. You was called for a certain job right. or whatever. It didn't mean trying to do not to do better. Right. But you didn't look down on somebody and say, oh, he's a ditch digger, you know. Right. That's right. all he can now be. He's a ditch digger. He'll now be president or whatever. Right. Right. You know, I didn't put each put each other in a box. Mm-hmm. And but if he stayed a ditch digger the rest of his life, he was just as important as a president. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the way they looked at everybody. That's a beautiful way of of taking care of people and uh-huh. of thinking about other people. Yeah, because you didn't have this. Well, I'm better than you because I, you know, I do so and so. You know, mm-hmm. right? Or I deserve more meat than you do because I, I'm doing this job, or whatever. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. You know, it's all going back to having a purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's like I was telling you. You know, my job is no greater than the, the you know, the one that goes out there and cleans the ground. You know, or nowadays cuts the grass at the ground or whatever. I'm not considered higher than him or whatever. Uh, he's just as important to that ground as I am, the way everybody's supposed to look at it. Because we, we're teaching the kids, you know, more or less do what you want to do. You know, that's, that's when it goes back to pay, you know. Don't worry about what the pay is so much is worry about something that you want to do. You know, you might just want to be a gardener all your life, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, you might want to just teach kids because, you know, teachers don't make a lot of money, you know, in today's standard, you know, a lot of people think teachers make good, you know, but they, most of them don't, but they do it for uh, gratification. You know, they, they enjoy it. They, they want to share with others. And it's supposed to be like that with every other job. 
Mr. Paul told us more about different roles within the tribe. And you were telling me about different roles for men and women and how the you you were telling me stories about how women will often the men will vote um, and decide um, who's the chief and um, vote on other issues. But the yeah, women that's will often... just it within our ceremonial ground. OK. Within our tribe, men and women vote just like everybody else. Will oh, vote. OK. Uh, but within our ceremonial and it, that's only about the only time we vote is, is for a new Miko coming in or maybe a new Henniha mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. The Henniha is the second chief. And then our Henniha, he just, he's our second chief and he's in charge this, this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's making sure that they took care of and This is kind of like a rest time for the Miko mm-hmm. uh, because he's so busy. Mm-hmm. You know, it can ever how many hours or whatever, you know, he needed or whatever. Yes. Other than that, we really don't vote. It's just talk between each other and everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But within our tribe, we de- uh, we uh, pretty well vote just like you would go to the poll and vote every day. Uh-huh, sure. When we vote on stuff, most of the time the men do all the voting, you know, leg chiefs and stuff like that. But the women basically got so much control that they don't have to vote. They usually tell a man how they want to vote or whatever. And if that don't work, um, the old lady, of the, the oldest lady of the grounds, they call her old lady of the ground. She's basically the highest person in the ground. It's that the, if the Miko or any is not doing right, she can tell him, no, I don't think you're doing right. You're going to sit on the back bench today. Somebody else is going to run that. So in one way or the other, the women basically control, you know. It, it looks like a front, like the men think they are in charge, you know. <laughs> There's a story in my family that sounds similar to that. When the United States was voting to for women to have the vote for women's suffrage, I have a an ancestor who was in the Tennessee state legislature. And the Tennessee state legislature was the last to ratify the amendment that allowed women to vote. And my ancestor cast the deciding vote to push Tennessee over the over the line and that meant that Tennessee ratified it and Tennessee was the last state to ratify it so but his he was the one in the legislature but his mother wrote him a letter and said I know this vote is coming up and I know you'll do the right thing and so she was the one who told him basically what to do <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what they don't realize you know uh, they talk about uh, women's rights these days but I can I can remember, you know, man, we're going to end up doing what the woman said, you know, <laughs> one way or the other, if they stayed there very long. Harry T. Byrne was my ancestor who cast the deciding vote for women's suffrage in the United States. Maybe I'll tell you more about him someday. I did enjoy connecting the story of Harry T. Byrne and his mother with what Mr. Paul was telling me about the role of women in porch society. Stephen Potasek brought us back to Mr. Paul's reflections on community roles and having a purpose. I'm curious, Mr. Paul, as you mentioned, it, for you as Miko, and recognizing you have a limited span, uh, what do you feel like your purpose is, and what do, you, what do you hope to leave as a legacy when you go? What I hope is, if I don't save a one kid, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. That's that's important. Mm. That's that's a hard thing to kind of answer. I don't care in a sense if they remember me in a certain way or whatever. You know, I want to be able to be left to them think maybe one day, well, you know, Mr. Paul, he said we better do it like this because it's the right way to go. Or Mr. Paul told us if we would do this, we'd do better. And then when they do it and then find out, well, he was right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I want them to remember, you know. As far as, you know, prestige or whatever, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about none of that. What Mr. Paul told us about how the Porch Creek Indians lived together in community reminded me of Providence Baptist Church in Marion, Alabama. You may have heard my interview with their pastor, the Reverend Dr. Matthew Wilson, and Ms. Gloria English, a mother of the church. One thing that struck me about Providence was how everybody had a role to play and everybody's role was important. I got a similar sense of community listening to Mr. Paul. By the time we finished talking, it felt like we were friends. I asked Mr. Paul if we could take a picture together. Mr. Paul, could I take another picture? <laughs> Would you mind if I take your picture I, again? I reckon. You sh- oh, I, I'm not like uh, Geronimo in the movies where you stealing his image, you know. That's what, that's <laughs> yes. what I used to tell them, picking yeah. at them. They thought I... Well, I'm sorry. I ain't going to take it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, if it will make you uncomfortable, I won't at all. No, it ain't. I mean, uh, I just hope it it's not a model thing because I sure, <laughs> I sure well, don't see, consider myself pretty or nothing like that or have that goal. What if we're all in it? What yeah. if we do I a selfie? Care. What if I we can do, do that. Can we do Yeah, do a selfie. selfie? Okay. Yeah. Um, Take it. Okay, thanks, Stephen. Send it down to you. Okay, perfect. All right, what's... How should we... Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank you, Mr. Paul. Well, can I shake your hand and give you a piece of me? Well, that's the way I look at it. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You know, when we wore masks and stuff like that, and you couldn't get close to each other, you couldn't shake hands or like a... A lot of people like to hug, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm not a hugger. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I used to, like my mama, she had to hug everything, you know. Yeah. Uh, she had to, if she met somebody, she oh, how you doing? Yeah. yeah. I, I can't do that. I, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Paul told us a lot more about the Porch Creek Indians that day. We came back to the Southeastern Indian Festival in 2023 and interviewed the tribe's archivist, Cheryl Thrower. You'll hear from Cheryl and more from Mr. Paul in the next few episodes of Here in Alabama. I'm very grateful to the Porch Creek Indians for the warm and gracious hospitality they have shown me, my colleagues, and my students. They have taught us a lot, and we still have so much to learn. If you want to learn more about the Porch, I hope you'll explore their wonderful online resources. You can learn more about Porch history, culture, and traditions at their website, pci-nsn.gov. You can see and hear even more on their YouTube channel, PBCI Calvin McGee Cultural Department. You can find links to these resources on the Educator Resources page of my website, hereinalabama.com. That's H-E-A-R in Alabama dot com. I'm Beth McGinnis, and this is Here in Alabama.
No, 